0: This week's edition of Debriefing the Law, I am Joel Oster. I'm Chris Moreau. Hey, Chris, it's great to have you back um, from Germany. How's life back now that you had a full week to kind of readjust to the American way of doing things? Do you, do you miss Germany?
1: I do miss Germany, mainly because I don't stress when I'm on vacation, and I come back to my job, and I have roughly, I don't know, 60 cases pending in federal court this morning. So, Is one of those the Trump life. indictment? Luckily, no, it is not. Most of them have to do with motions to remove. So we're good.
0: I am trying to live your life here. I am down in Florida trying to vacation, and that's the best time to do a podcast. I'm actually skipping a tennis uh, match this morning, but hey, I got golf this afternoon, so it's all going to be good. But I did not want to skip this week's podcast because, man, do we have a lot to talk about. And as you and I were discussing in our pre-podcast warm-up, There is a central theme to today's podcast. Now, the stories we're going to talk about range all the way from Trump being indicted for the umpteenth time and conference realignment. And the common denominator is greed. Apparently, greed is alive and well
1: in America. Shocking. I know. Shocking. So
0: we are going to see, show you how greed weaves in and out of, of today's uh, different legal stories. Uh, but hey, let's just start right off here with the Trump indictment. And I've lost count, of kind of like Nikki Haley. Uh, are we on five? Are we on six? Are we on four? Who knows? We kind of lost count on how many different indictments we have going on. But Chris, <laughs> to, to kind of get into this latest indictment on Donald Trump, I'm going to tell you something that might shock you it's going to disappoint you it might even change how you perceive the world are are you ready for this i am hit me politicians lie
1: wait a minute (sighs) wait wait a minute did you know that oh my gosh you know i really look i bought a nice set of pearls for my wife when we were in germany i feel like i should wear them during the podcast so i can clutch the pearls every time right because it's absolutely shocking to me that a politician, of all people, the most honorable profession. I mean, I, I, I hate that. York.
0: When we were young, I guess I kind of thought that the politicians were the the leaders of society. I went to, to vacation mm-hmm. Bible school and I was taught that lying was bad. Oh. And you just always assumed okay. that adults would do things right. And politicians, mm. I mean, we, we, we idolize them as young kids. We assume, I mean, remember, remember Honest Abe?
1: Yes, I do remember, honest, good old... um, Modern politicians have never been known to be. I grew up in a house that hated Ronald Reagan and just railed on him for how horrible of a president he was. So I grew up very early on knowing that politicians were absolute
0: (laughs) It's kind of late in our friendship to bring up that kind of a shocker. I don't don't know. I'm going to process (laughs) that one. You don't diss on Ronald Reagan, the greatest president ever. They're making room on Mount Mount Rushmore right now for his picture.
1: I mean, sure. I mean, let's take another stolen artifact from Indian people and put another white man on it. I'm down. Like, let's go. No, no. no.
0: You don't talk bad about good old Ronald Reagan. Not only was he a politician, he was a Hollywood actor, and you know Hollywood actors don't lie. So just stop it right there. Not at all. All right. Well, you don't.
1: Not at all. They don't lie. They don't manipulate people for sex not hollywood is above reproach as well wait,
0: wait, wait. are you talking about hollywood or are you talking about politicians well let's just kind of go there you don't have to go back too far in our nation's history though we could because i do have a history degree but you don't have to go back that far let's just go back to um oh how about joseph biden joseph biden said that he did not on the record he said he knew nothing about his sons business dealings or who his business mm-hmm. partners were. Yeah. By the way, this is the same mm-hmm. Joseph Biden who had to back out of the 1988 presidential race due to plagiarism. Chris, I don't buy that Joseph Biden knew nothing about his son's business dealings. You don't bring in millions and millions of dollars and just put a blind eye <laughs> to what your son is doing. You don't just get put on 20 phone mm-hmm. calls with his business dealings to kind of say, yeah, Papa Biden's there in the background. Without knowing what his son is up to. So I'm going to suggest that Joe Biden has not been the most forthcoming when it comes to truth matters.
1: I like to believe that Joe Biden understands how the Fifth Amendment works. (laughs) Unlike another former president who doesn't understand that you need to shut up when you're being charged with crimes. Always deny. Always deny. I know nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. Not a
0: bad idea. Uh, How about Adam? Representative Adam Schiff from California. He told the American people not too long ago that he personally had seen hard evidence that Trump colluded with the Russians and that soon he was just chomping at the bit he could reveal the actual proof that he laid his own eyes on. Oops, that was a whopper of a lie. Uh, And so, um, there you go. Representative Adam Schiff told a whopper of a lie to the American people. Politicians lie. How about the Steele dossier that led to the Mueller investigation? Oops, another lie. The entire Russia. All true. The entire Russian. 100%. Well, uh, Mueller did not find things. So Mueller said that there was absolutely nothing to the uh, Russia collusion. There was nothing there. And so, hey, you know what? Why not start off? He said there was nothing there
1: to charge a sitting president.
0: There's a difference. He said there is no obstruction. Nothing to start. He he found something with obstruction. There was no collusion.
1: Sitting sitting president L- L- but i mean let's i mean we could talk about the whistleblower that has never materialized on the republican side or anything that ted cruz says you can 100 percent assume is a lie and then you got Rand paul who doesn't know the difference between a sunny day and a hole in the ground so and let's not I, get back I, it's, to the
0: it's a full let's go ahead and get back yeah. to the most lie uh, of, of recent memory yeah. bill clinton who said i did not have sexual relations with recent. that woman and so yeah and i i think you can make my point
1: <laughs> that's true that's, that's a great lie. It depends on what the definition of is is.
0: Yeah, don't try that one at home. That was, like, no.
1: I love that one. That's, no. You no, will get burned if you try to, nope. to
0: debate the definition of is, what the is right. is. No, that, that's not going oh, no. to work. Uh, no, so in my heart of hearts, nope, I, really. I do, Chris, believe that George Washington never told a lie. But after that, it's been one big whopper after the other. So. That being said, Chris, I wanted to lead off with that, that politicians lie. And it's not a recent memory. It's it's standard operating procedure. And I hate that. I I hate that. Which leads me to my disclaimer for what we are about to talk about. Chris, I don't like to defend liars. They don't deserve it. Uh, Let them face the consequences of their actions. I don't like being put in the position to defend liars, but that being said, that's what I'm, I have to do today. Hopefully you can take the other side. But I, I think that because what is going on with this fourth indictment against Trump is weaponizing the criminal court mm-hmm. system against politicians who lie. And that is a very, very dangerous precedent to set. It sets us as a nation down a path that I do not want to go. And, uh, and so I just want to put that out there as a disclaimer. I don't like this, that, I don't like to defend liars, but it seems like that's what we have to do if we do not want to weaponize the federal criminal system.
1: Hmm. There's a there's a lot to unpack there. Because when you lie and certain events take place, that's a criminal. Well, action. Hold on, not necessarily. And so, not necessarily. Yes. Nece- right. That's why I said when you lie and certain events take place, that's a criminal well, action. That is a true <laughs> statement. Not all events, I can lie I can if I lie on my taxes, that's a criminal event. If I lie and people kill other people, That's a criminal Uh, event. If I lie and you you start a riot, that's a criminal event. If I lie and I obstruct a police investigation, that's a criminal event. So, yes, there are certain things that if you lie, if I lie on the stand, that is a criminal action. That's true. When you are on a
0: stand swearing to tell the truth, but your earlier statement, I want to point out something that you just glossed over. Maybe you did it intentionally. Maybe you did it unintentionally. mm -hmm. There is a crime called incitement. Where you are inciting someone, Mm -hmm. because of your words, you incite someone to lawless action. That is a crime. I will agree with that. Uh, Chris, do you know what is not among all one of these four charges against Donald Trump? Incitement. Incitement. What? The one thing that actually is a
1: crime is not one of
0: the counts against Mm -hmm. Trump.
1: Right, because that would be, one, it's very, very difficult to prove. Two, there's a big free speech element to it that says his words weren't – they weren't, um, what is it, directable or directive enough to consider to be incitement. And three, we don't want to chill free speech if we can't have an iron case clad against it. Like those three things led I, – I would assume, and I'm not saying that I know Jack Smith personally and we have coffee together, but it would make sense to me that because you don't have an iron clad – like case of incitement because the way that donald trump speaks is in such a vague way that it could have been incitement it could have not been incitement we don't know and since we don't have a strong enough case against that we're not going to charge I mean, him that with is it
0: that's a great concession you but made But we do have strong enough for right the, out of the gate that there the is not enough uh, evidence there to charge What actually is a crime, incitement, and so that we're left with the four counts. Let's analyze these four counts. We have count one, 18 U.S.C. section 371, conspiracy to defraud the United Mm -hmm. States. Count number two, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Count number three, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. I have no idea how that's really any different from count number two. And then count number four, the most ambiguous and vague count, conspiracy against Russia. Rights. And so again, what is not there Mm -hmm. is a count, a charge of incitement. And that is, Chris, that's what that is at the bottom of all of these charges. That Donald Trump said something, and his words incited people to lawless action. The fact that they did not bring Mm -hmm. the one charge that actually is a crime. I think is telling and at the end of the day what we what I'm going to get at is that this is a political indictment that's going to set our nation down a very dangerous wow. path and that's why I got to say this is this is a horrible even though I do not want to defend a liar and we're going to get there with all of the lies I think the fact that there is no incitement charge is huge to understanding the political nature of this uh, of this indictment
1: I mean I respectfully in all due respect, absolutely disagree with you, Joel. And I think that's been par for the course for our podcast for pretty much the entire time. Um, these four charges are their uh, their elements are clear. They are supported by the facts within the indictment. They are supported by the facts, um, the evidence that is available. And they're um, able to be prosecuted in a non-political fashion. The fact that we're still focusing on the idea that just because Donald Trump is a former president, that all of a sudden everything we do against him is political feeds into his narrative that somehow he is the victim here in, in essence, he is the perpetrator. If this was me, or if this was you, Joel, it wouldn't be a political hit, and we would have got charged with twenty-seven other other charges that the DA would have stacked on there, or the DOJ would have stacked on there, to make sure that we go to jail for no, the rest there, of there our lives. There is no crime. The fact here. of the matter is, no crime. There, there is four crimes here, as a matter of fact, and he's guilty Zero of all crimes. of them. And he so is. So let's go. Let's. And it, it would, on. holding politicians to this higher standard now is a great direction to go down. Because then maybe we won't have the politicians sitting there lying every single time when they're at their seats at Congress. Maybe, and call me crazy, maybe if we took the entitled group of Congress and the political elites of this country and held them to a standard rather than giving them carte blanche to do whatever they want, America wouldn't be in the crappy place that it is now. Call me crazy. <laughs> no, I, you
0: might be to something. I would, I would love it if your utopian view of society wouldn't work. We can go back to George Washington days where our politicians never mm, said a no, line. We don't go back no there. one's gonna, you know. But they had no slaves. one's gonna put the nickname of of honest on good old, you know, uh, honest Trump. No, that that's, that's not gonna be a thing. That's <laughs> ever come from anyone's mouth. Honest all Obama. right, let's unpack the, these four uh, counts. They all hinge on really mm. one. I hate to say the word conspiracy. Uh, I'm going to use the word um, uh, uh, agreement, uh, strategy session. And so here is what it's all about. Trump had this idea. And I don't know if actually Trump came up with it or one of his advisors or co-conspirators came up with this idea, but they did not He'll want take credit Pence. for it. Though to certify a certain a slate of state electors so you know whenever you have a presidential election Correct. states will appoint a certain slate of electors that then go to dc on mm-hmm. january 6th and they vote for the next president and so trump had this thought of he wanted yeah. pence who was the, the incumbent vice president to BP. not certify mm-hmm. certain states a slate of electors that was his theory right. is this a fanciful theory Yes, is this a hail mary of a theory? Yes, but people bet on long shots all the time at Vegas because the payout is higher. This was a theory that I am going to suggest is not sanctionable. It is not a crime. This is a legal theory. It's it's a hail mary of a theory, but it is not a crime. So that really is the is if you look at all four uh, claims, it all kind well, of goes to this one thought: of We want Pence. We want this political outcome of Pence when he is the vice president certifying these slate of electors that he will not certify mm-hmm. certain states electors. So, Chris, would you agree that that is kind of the whole uh,
1: centerpiece, if you will, of, of um, what Trump is trying to do? Except for one one small part that is left out. They did overt acts to stop and to instruct Pence and to obstruct the voting portion of it. Chris,
0: this is a political outcome. They wanted a political outcome, so they're going to take overt acts to achieve this political outcome. That is done all of the time. People want political... Th-
1: Which is no, no, crime. it's called
0: lobbying. When you want a, pol- you want a certain political decision mm-mm, in mm-mm. D.C., Money you hire water, lobbyists Joel. to re- obtain a political outcome. Do lobbyists lie? Yes, lobbyists lie to achieve a political outcome. But that is a political outcome. They wanted Pence on January 6th to not certify certain states' slate of electors and to say this is confusing and to send it all back. I am going to suggest that that political outcome is crazy. It's
1: out there, but it actually has
0: some basis in the
1: law. But you're muddying the waters. You're saying that the president, the vice president, cabinet members, the attorney general, and electors from the GOP are the same as paid lobbyists, which are regulated under federal law. The one side, the lobbyist, it's their job to influence the political process through a very regulated and mostly ignored system of rules and, and checks and balances. Whereas the president of the United States was asserting his political pressure over governors and secretaries of state to change the outcome of the election, which is something that the president in all of his power could do. So by saying that the president lobbying... That's a, a clear understatement of what actually no, no. happened. The president asserted presidential powers, tried to use his powers vested in him. Unfortunately, that he received at the fact that he lost the election in 2016, but only won because the Electoral College is idiotic. And he then tried to overturn the election and disenfranchise millions of voters. That is very different than lobbying to get... A pork belly spending in an in I would bill. suggest the politicians, really
0: president, senators, representatives, they lobby all the time. If they want a certain bill to be passed, they're going to go to one senator and say, hey, how can I get your vote on this? They do that all of the time. This is a political outcome. This is when the vice president, and so if you read the um, the, the indictment, the, and this was kind of yeah. supports my position, I think this is a political indictment, the um, uh, the prosecutor said that um, this the VP's role is a ceremonial role. No, it's not. The VP actually has a real role to play in certifying electors. Let's go over the history here a little bit. But, you know, back in the 1700s, when certain state electors were, would show up in dc there was some issue is this the right slate of electors you could see how there might be some confusion we don't like we have the the tv the internet right. that we have today uh pictures or whatnot they didn't even have a camera back then and so there was a real rule the vice president had to say yes this is the correct slate of electors well there was some controversy in about 1870 uh, uh, and so there was another law that was passed Again, critically giving the vice president some powers and certifying which was the correct slate of electors. And there's objections Mm -hmm. all the time. I found one in 2000. Remember the 2000 presidential election between Bush and Gore? And there there was an objection that was was made to the vice president, Al Gore, saying, look, this process wasn't Mm -hmm. applied correctly. And you need to uh, reject certain these, these certain state a slate of electors vice president mm-hmm. al gore says no i'm going to uh, reject that uh that motion, whatever it was and did not grant that objection yep. this is not a ceremonial rule this is a real rule the vice president had now chris i am going to give you this is a hail mary of a pass absolutely this is a long shot but it's not criminal to have a legal theory that is a long shot legal theory it's uh, i don't think it was going to work i think it was doomed from but the beginning they- But it doesn't mean you get thrown in jail.
1: Yes. Like this is this is my frustration with this entire indictment thing is that yes you're looking in a very specific silo 1798 right now the vice president doing the electors is a very ceremonial thing because we have a thousand different ways to verify these people now that they show up to washington they've already been vetted by staff and verifications yes in 1700s yes it was a power in 2020 it is it is not the same it is the same way of looking at a lot of different things which i'm going to hold back on but the fact of the matter is Yes, it was a Hail Mary legal play. Great. We're on the same page there. Where we differ and where our two paths diverge is that you think it's just. A political play you think it's yes, just a, hell it is a political play these people acted they absolutely acted on that political play and intended to dis- disenfranchise hundreds of thousands of american voters of their right to choose the president of the united states so much so that we've gone through 60 plus court cases disproving this theory that they fully acted on that they obstructed justice with and that they tried their very very best and did everything within their power to the point of Literally inciting well, no, a riot. No, no, no. Remember, remember they did not put an incitement. They are absolute <laughs> traitors, and they Chris, should be in got, jail. Every
0: single one of them. Because they didn't put incitement. I would agree if they actually incited. They, that's they right. Did they did incite not incite a riot. They did not put
1: incitement. There would have been an incitement but charge. But that's what if he they did. did. That's no, what he did. They would have. There would, would have been an incitement yeah. charge. Doesn't matter if there's a charge or not. It doesn't matter if there's a charge. It's I, what I he agree. That's what people think. Exactly what went on. Donald Trump is the greatest traitor in u.s right, history well, and you can take that to the bank he deserves to be in prison until he is right, dead go, and i'm not i'm not backing off go, of that anymore i'm, I'm tired back, of it
0: we're done he, let's go back to trader. our legal theories here and so the deal is that pitt's acting in yeah. that role that is a valid role. it has not been ceremonial in uh, 2000 actually there, there are motions to object to certain slave electors he has to rule on those now here's the legal theory that yeah. it was played out there and that is this under the independent state legislature theory the state legislators are the ones who well, are who stereotype. control how elections are done where do they get that role that power it's in the u.s constitution it says that the manner of a federal elections if by each state should be determined by each state's legislature well here's a problem from this recent election a lot of you know, governors and administrators and, uh, you know, and, you know, election commissioners stepped in and changed the voting process. So the argument could be made, and Chris, it is a Hail Mary of a pass, I will grant you that, but the argument could be made that when the governors, when the state administrators came in and used, changed the way in which the federal elections took place, that usurped the power of the state legislatures, and so therefore the the, the process was invalid. That is a valid legal argument, when I say valid. I mean, it's not sanctionable. Is it a far-fleshed argument? Yes, it's out there. Would I put any money on it being successful? No, but just this last year, the Supreme Court ruled on that this last year so how is this not an open issue in 2020 when that matter ends up going to the supreme court just this last term and so that's my theory the,
1: the matter went to the supreme well the matter went to the supreme court because there's a constitutional right to vote and alabama obstructed that right to vote i mean that's a that's a supreme court question all day long if this was a true uh, a independent state legislature issue none of the state legislatures have have had issues with it. The only people that are having problems with how the election went in 2020 is Donald Trump and his team. Donald Trump and his cronies and traitors are all worried that they didn't win the election, which they didn't, and we can all agree on the fact that they didn't win the election. But they went through every hoop humanly possible, they exerted every bit of political power, they obstructed everything they could to stop the certification of a valid election but here's my point the th- and to this day people are still like oh we don't know who won the 2020 election this is also okay, I, what's get I get that i get that and
0: politicians do lie and i don't like jail but the point here is that this is a valid legal theory is it a hail mary is it a long shot yes yes and yes but You don't get thrown in jail because you come up with a legal theory that is a long shot. That is not a a sanctionable argument. That is not an argument that, uh, you know, she throw you in jail. Here you go.
1: I'll I'll give you another valid legal theory, right? I'll give you another valid legal theory that got a client in jail. I had a client when I was a criminal defense attorney. He was a drug dealer. Fair enough. He's in prison still for dealing drugs. He put all of his drugs in pill containers, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The valid legal theory was that that's his medicine and that he was dividing it up so he would not overdose on it. Valid legal theory. Absolutely valid legal theory. It's still illegal to possess it. There you go. Still illegal. So it's still illegal to obstruct justice even if it is a valid legal theory that you're no, trying to no, operate No, that's on. where we got to draw the
0: line here, because the actual illegal act here is incitement. So let's go to that now, because let's go to the different paragraphs where they alleged what it was that Trump actually did. You mentioned, oh, they took overt acts. Well, let's actually see, she according to the to indictment, the best evidence they could find of what Trump did. So we go to paragraph 87 of the, uh, the indictment. And it oh. says that Trump tweeted big protest going on. Okay. B- big pro. So Trump wants to have a big protest on January 6th. That does not sound like star storm, the, ca- the, 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 the capital there. because so we're going to do a protest. And then in paragraph, uh, 116, it says that, uh, again, the, a peaceful protest was going on. And, uh, and, And they said, hey, the election was stolen, but that we need to do this peacefully. There is nothing in this indictment where Trump tweeted out, let's storm the Capitol, let's do whatever. He says, whatever we do, let's do it peacefully, and we believe the election was stolen. So, Chris, my thought here is that Because there was no incitement, they knew they could not get him for the one thing that actually would be illegal. So all we are left with is Trump's having pursuing this legal theory, which was a Hail Mary, and not being successful. Because at the end of the day, the person who was to take this action was Vice President Pence. And he said, nope, I'm not going to go there. I re- I know what you're doing. I am rejecting it. I think that'd be a horrible precedent for our country. And thank God that Vice President Pence has said that. I am so happy he did. And he shut he shut Trump down in his actions. That is our American democracy working. Kudos to Mike Pence. But you don't throw Trump in jail because he tried it. You throw yes, you him in jail if
1: he incited a yes, you riot. Do. There yes, you is no, incite. in no incitement. Bring an incitement charge. You throw charge him in jail then. for the obstruction. You throw him in jail for the obstruction charge. Paragraph 93. Paragraph 93. And his lawyer, John Lawrence, went on Fox & Friends because I was at the gym this morning, Joel. And for some reason, the gym hates me because all they do is put on Fox <laughs> & Friends on every why, TV that you screen. Work out and better. I'm sitting there hating my life. On the elliptical, looking at Mark – what is his name? Mark Levin. I don't know. Life, Liberty, and Levin and Fox and Friends that play when I'm on the gym. Oh, Kills me. But the defense attorney, John Lauren, went on and admitted the fact that Donald Trump ordered Mike Pence to ignore 205,000 votes in Pennsylvania that were to be delivered from from, – Joe Biden over to Donald Trump, which would have delivered him Pennsylvania. He ordered Mike Pence as president to ignore those votes that his lawyer admitted that on national TV to a friendly audience of Fox and Friends. That is admitting that he attempted to obstruct the election. It doesn't say order. And just because the, Mike per, Pence said indictment. no, um, where does it say that the lawyer went, the The lawyer went on TV it's and not said
0: the indictment. The lo- and even if it he, doesn't if matter that he said it, 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 it,
1: it admission against even if he said that, Pence said Ad no. I'm not going to do that. So Trump, tr- that's fine. Just because you just because you said no doesn't mean the order of, of obstruction, obstruction doesn't require the actual obstruction to happen. You have to order the obstruction to happen, and because he ordered it, that's obstruction. That is obstruction of rights. That is obstruction of an election. Like fish get caught by the mouth, Joel. The lawyer went on TV and confirmed that this conversation happened, confirmed that Donald Trump ordered him to do that. That's obstruction on their own TV so, show. For
0: the record, when you go back through the, the indictment, what I skimmed over, we've 40 pages where Trump just blatantly oh, lied about – uh, election interference. And the issue, and we even mm-hmm. said this on our podcast at the time. I believe I said, look, hey, Fox News, you're running a special on the election fraud. Now would be a good time to actually bring out the facts, joke. bring out the examples, because we're waiting for you to do this. And of course, it never came out because there was no fraud to the extent that it would have changed the outcome of the election. Oh, you might yeah. find one or two dead voters here, dead voters there cast, casting ballots, but it wasn't going to, you know, it was not be two, ten thousand, 10,000, 100,000, enough that would actually change the outcome in any one state so there was no overt fraud like that and Trump kept pushing that narrative saying that narrative that it was stolen for these specific reasons Uh, and of course we know that to be uh, untrue at least at to this point now what two three years later after multiple lawsuits no one has come forth with any evidence of this and so yeah this is all made up uh that being said so again I go back to what I started with politicians lie. We get that. We know that. Are you going to now weaponize our, our, criminals, our court system yes. to go after every politician yes. that lied? So Schiff er, now should also be facing yes, an indictment. Why are they not
1: indicting him? Yes. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. I don't know. Ask the courts. Ask because, your buddies. Ask why the Republican Party that was in charge during this entire time when Schiff was lying that they did absolutely I, I, nothing. I... F- I mean, you only have to look at the circle that is the Republican Party pointing guns at themselves because they're not prosecuting people for feel, lying. It's a I crime. Do that's
0: where we are at right now is that Prosecute. now everything that a politician says or does will result in an indictment by the other side once they get into power. Great. I do not I like it. that. I, I think yes. it's a banana republic kind of thing. Do it. Uh, now, again, am I defending nope. Donald Trump? No. He lied blatantly out his backside throughout this whole process. He he could have done the spot.
1: Think about how politician. Well, think about how politicians would have to react if they knew that if they lied and it was provable that they lied, that they would no, be no, no, it up doesn't work charges. that way. It doesn't think, work just that for a way.
0: Yes, I will it, agree. When Trump says the things that he did and lied, that's one thing. But that's not what we're worried about. Now that you've weaponized, where you can go after anyone for good. maybe saying something that you disagree that's the with, point. you can take any middle
1: of the it's not disagree. No, you could. It's that's a how lie. it works. Trump, no, it's not how it works, Joel. You and I are both lawyers. We know how the justice system works. If If you can muster up enough facts and evidence to convince a jury of your peers, right? So now we have to either be the United States criminal justice system is not the best criminal justice system on the planet, which we have touted for many years that we're the most just and we have the most free, or we have to announce that we're a banana republic because there is no middle ground at this point. Either we are what we are or we are what we say we are. And right now, Donald Trump is going to prison, hopefully, for the All rest right, of let, his life. Let's talk a little bit about that now. I don't
0: think that this will actually survive to see trial. Maybe it will. I, I do believe the claims are so weak. I get what you're saying, but I do believe what you're talking at is a level of saying you want the law to be in such a state that it actually would criminalize this kind of blatant lying. I My position is— If that's what we like, I would agree. That's nice, but that's not the law. The law is incitement. You actually have to have the magic words that incite someone to imminent lawless action. The law is... And they did not bring that charge here. There is no incitement charge.
1: You don't need... like. You and Fox and Friends and all of these conservative people, and I love you, Joel, you're one of my best friends. You're focused on this idea that incitement alone is what, sh- what he should have been charged with when there is plenty of evidence to charge him with these other four crimes and it's easier to prosecute and it's a it's a harder a harder to stick case. They can nail these four charges just because they didn't charge Donald Trump with the crime that you feel he should be charged with does not mean he is not guilty of these other four crimes that he did so commit. you're a criminal. I would like for him to be charged you're with everything. In the
0: criminal justice system. All the way. Uh, so if someone right. brings a, an indictment against someone, th- and there's no basis in mm-hmm. the law for that indictment, the is there, like, I, I'm on the civil side, I would file a motion to dismiss before the case right. ever gets to trial, saying, look, right. even if what they have alleged in the complaint is mm-hmm. true, it's not a crime. Does that same process
1: right. exist in the criminal side? Oh, yes. Okay. So now let's say it's the, every every time I got a criminal defendant, that's the first thing I would do was would file. It was called the 1385 motion, California Penal Code 1385, which is um, insufficient evidence. to okay, sustain That's going to be
0: filed. Uh, it's going to be rejected because this is in front of a very um, um, Trump hating judge. Uh, I think most people will, will agree with that. Not even close
1: not even a, close not even cl- that's another thing that muddies the water that's pissing me off right now joel like the minute that this it doesn't matter what judge got appointed when the this this judge is on a random docket it randomly gets appointed just like the judge in florida got randomly appointed that would happen to be a trump appointee it's not that there's some conspiracy that this left-leaning judge which she isn't even a left-leaning judge like somehow weaseled their way into... I, I blue, hear what you're saying. I hear you're saying, further.
0: but I also have to respectfully disagree. If I have a case, and it's before, let's just say uh, Gorsuch, and I have a case uh, that's in front of, uh, let's just say mm-hmm. Sotomayor, I, I know what the outcome right. is going to be, and it's going to be the opposite from what the other judge justice would rule, because sometimes we know how justices are going to rule on certain matters. And here, I do think this judge will find that there is a uh, criminal a crime that has been alleged, and will let the case go forward. So my question then is going to be, if yeah. that is that appealable, can Trump then say, "Look, you rejected my motion to dismiss"? Can I? Can he immediately file an appeal? at at the the dc circuit court of appeals
1: yes you can hold the trial and file for appeal you can also file you get as a criminal defendant in most states i can't speak to the district because i didn't practice there but in most states right off the bat you are allowed to what's called point six, which allows you to have the judge that's currently um on your case removed from your case and you don't have to show cause you can just say we want a different judge And so I think you can do that at the federal district level, but I'm not so 100% sure. So that
0: will be done. So I would file that, that motion That will too. be done, and it will end yeah. up at the U.S. Supreme Court, I think, before there's ever a trial. Bottom line here is I don't see this getting to trial. Cause it, but let's just assume that it does get to trial in D.C., I think Trump is in a lot of trouble. I, the the politics of the D.C. Yep. jury pool, I, I believe it's like 90% uh, Democrat, 10% Republican, uh, something like that. And I, it is possible they could find 12 Trump-hating jurors on this, this jury pool. And I do think this thing is a political pro- prosecution. It will be a political verdict in that... People will, will want to say, "Look, he, he's guilty. He lies." We don't like that. We need to have that as an outcome. So, if it does go to trial, I think there is a good chance we get a guilty verdict in D.C. Do, do you agree with that? Hopefully,
1: yeah. I don't think it's a good chance because it's political. I think it's a good chance because he committed these crimes because it was outlined. I get that, that but let's just say
0: hypothetically,
1: let's just say waters. hypothetically
0: this was Hypothet- filed. I don't. Let's just say Alabama. You know, I'm just trying I sure. shouldn't pick on Alabama's, but you know, I'm trying to say right. some place no, where a bag of but red hats are right? worn everywhere by everyone. Yeah. Utah. You're not getting a um, conviction. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. No, I don't agree with that. I agree that he would still get convicted under any court in the land. I would put money on it. And we can do a change of venue. Let's put it in the most reddest of red states, right? Put it in Nebraska. Put it in um, Tennessee. Put it in South Carolina. Put it in Ohio. Put it in um Mont- Wyoming Montana somewhere in there right take, take it even further put it in like the panhandle of Idaho where they don't have internet or tv except for fox news and he will still be All convicted right. because he committed crimes there you go well um and then and then what and then what he gets convicted in a red district and then what what do we have to say about it that somehow the Democrats infiltrated the panhandle of yeah, Idaho. I don't, think, I,
0: I don't think there's a like, shot you can get twelve people unanimously to say that Trump is guilty under under these charges. I, I if there were incitement, yeah. I think that. Um, well, I'm not even going to go there. I, I don't think that the court's going to allow this to go forward because there is no crime here. If if they actually had alleged incitement where he his words actually led someone to imminent lawless conduct, that's incitement. That is a uh, illegal act. What we have here is Trump wanting a political outcome. He wants Pence to, um, to not certify the slate of electors, and he was unsuccessful. He lobbied hard for it. He lied in the process to, uh, to, to Pence and to the American public. I will grant you that. So he's not. I don't even want to, to defend him because what he did was despicable. I think, and I don't want him to be elected. Let's, let, let's go to that now. Let's go to that thought process. Where do we go from here? Are these indictments working? I've been maintaining the reason why they brought these indictments is because they want Trump to get the Republican nomination because they know that's how, you know, those kind of things work. His base will rally around him. They'll get him enough votes and then he's going to lose the general election. And so. I think these are working. I think the Democrats are going to get exactly what they want here. I think Trump is going to become the Republican nominee, and then he's going to lose to Gavin Newsom or whoever runs on the Democratic ticket. Right.
1: My question in all of this is why do we think that Republican voters are so stupid that bringing, even in your terms, political hits – Against this man makes him more valuable of a target for president. Why do we assume assume people are so dumb to ignore? Ev- Look, I, I'm I'm reading up on Tim Scott. I'm reading up on Nikki Haley. I'm reading up on Chris Christie. There's a lot of Republicans in the field right now, right? And we can both agree, and I think we have on this that Trump is the worst candidate for a president on the I, Republican I will agree. side. I think we can, I think we can agree on that. So why do we assume? That the Republican base is so stupid and so easily manipulated that this would be the the unifying factor that would bring this base together to reelect or attempt to reelect. Chris, Trump. I
0: hate to say this, I, I don't have a response. I don't know why we are so stupid just, that we are going to let and, it. And, and,
1: and, and honestly, like it's not a Democrat or a Republican. Like I don't want to say like that Democrats are any better, right? If you if you try to like impeach Biden, that's going to rally. Democrats to reelect Biden. I I fully believe that that's going to happen. So I don't want to say it's indicative of the Republican party because it's not, but why? I don't know. And this is where I'm at a complete loss. Here's my hope. Here's my hope. You can, you can pick Tim Scott. You could pick Nikki Healy. You could pick Chris Christie. You could pick uh, Ted Cruz. You could pick all these other people that are, are not political (laughs) a-holes. And are not going to make our country look like we're stupid, right? And, and all this does is it weakens our position in foreign influence more than anything else. I mean, it divides the country. But, like, when I was traveling around Europe, I almost felt like I needed to apologize for being an American because of some of the stuff that was coming out all the time. Like, all the stuff that was coming out while I was in Germany, like, I'm trying to— Was covered like, over there? Sorry, guys. America's going— Wow. Oh, Yeah full on right like sorry guys america's going through some things right now like we're we're, <laughs> we're working on us we're trying to like we're trying to grow from this right. but
0: here's my hope
1: know, if we're the, if we're the superpower of the world man we're the laughingstock here's of the world my now. hope
0: uh and that you just mentioned you ticked off a lot of great candidates that i can support but the problem is there's four or five of them there needs to be one so my hope is after the second primary let's say everyone but the whoever's in second place right. you have to drop out it needs to be trump v scott trump v Nikki whoever Healy, whatever not Pick trump beat the, the rest of the field he will beat the rest of the field but my hope is that when you get to the middle of the primary season all these things will come out and then the, the voter will say yeah, maybe Trump shouldn't be thrown in jail, but come on, why was he so stupid as to let this happen in the first place? You gotta be smarter than that. You gotta wear your big boy britches in DC and know that's how the game is played, and don't do stupid stuff like take all of these classified documents with you to Mar a Lago. Just be smarter than that. Turn them over. Don't take them. Why is he not
1: smart enough to know how the game is played? And so I'm hope And that hits it as well. Why do you want a stupid president? <laughs> right. If look and you and I both, when we were kids, we were told that the president is the like highest, most smartest, most best representation that America has. Right. Idolizing presidents, kids looking up to Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter and, and Gerald Ford, and even some misguided to Bill Clinton. Like people looked at the president and was like the president that is that is our yes. city
0: on a hill. You know, Nikki Haley. But, you, no. Here, here's my, I want to no. make this point here, then we probably can move on to the to sports. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I <laughs> am better. I am not, I, I tell you where I'm at, you know, as far as who I want, to, who I actually, in my heart of heart, wants to be the next president. I believe who I want, who I'm going to put my support behind is uh, the senator from West Virginia, uh, whose name right now, Manchick. Um, Manchick. I, I, you think Joe? I, that's who I want to be the next president, and here's why. I do believe he is so Joe middle. Really, uh, he's yeah, a Democrat, but he's so middle of the road. He really wants to rule. I think the what's been best for America, not for the Democrats, not for the Republicans. He wants to do what he thinks is the best for all of America, and we need that right now. Stop all this craving, you know, catering to your base. Let's get someone who actually wants the best for. America in, in, in total and not just the crazies of the base. So I got to tell you, I think that's where I'm at in my heart of hearts. Mm-hmm. I want to see Joe Manchin, uh, Manchin be the next uh, uh, president. Right.
1: My only issue with that, and I'm not disagreeing. I, it's not a theory I've really looked into. Homeboy is 75 years Which old. Which
0: puts him about the right age to run for president. No. That's I know a, you're like, saying. I know you're saying. Why
1: can't we? I know. Like, <laughs> come. Like, look, man, like, Fifties, sixties years old, sixty five. If you are old enough to be on Medicare, right. you should not be running for president of the United States.
0: I I will agree with that.
1: Right. If you were, if your birth date is closer to Abraham Lincoln than it is to the current day, looking at you, Joe Biden, like, come, on, like, Joe Biden was alive when Harriet Tubman was alive. That yeah. Like, I. Like these things are insane to me.
0: Well, there you go. They,
1: right. Like that is uh, the,
0: the Trump indictment. You have the two different takes. What's going to be the actual outcome. I have (laughs) not a clue uh, on what's going to follow, but those are our our two takes on it. All right. Again, we are talking about greed and I think greed is what's caused Trump to do the things that he did. He wanted to stay in office. uh, And so you do whatever he can Mm -hmm. even lie to reach that result. Well, greed is not just cabined in the political uh, sphere, sphere, and I also think it's hit conference realignment. So let's talk a little sports. Are you ready to talk a little sports? Oh, yeah. We are at conference realignment again. I don't know why we are back here again. It seems like we... Never, I guess, finished uh, the, the topic. Money, I don't money, know where money, we're money. all going. It's just one mega conference, two mega conferences? I don't know.
1: Essentially, at... the NCAA is going to be like the NFL?
0: I guess. Like, at the moment, uh, Arizona is, is discussing and voting whether or not they should join the Big 12. Uh, Colorado has already jumped yep. back to the Big 12. Who cares? That's where they came from, the Big 12. So I don't think really two people were Mm -hmm. upset about that. But it did kind of highlight that the Pac-12 is really They can't get a media deal. And, Chris, I know why they can't get a media deal in the Pac-12 because they don't have fans. No one cares about the Pac-12. Now I know you don't live in California, but you're from California. From a Midwestern standpoint, right. we kind of think that they don't they have better things to do out there in Cal- the West Coast than to follow college football. Is there some truth to that? We do. Oh
1: no, we 100% do. Cal- like college football is like a blip on what's really going on in California. Right? It's it's not I mean, we have, well, we had four professional football teams and one professional or one NCAA worth talking about team. So, I mean, after USC, yeah, we could talk about Cal Bears and we could talk about UCLA, but nothing ever happens. We, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the literally. Fact is, yeah, they don't have a rabid fan so. base
0: like they do in the Midwest, like they do in the Southeast, like they do in the right? Big Ten. And so those rabid fan bases, well, yeah, they, they will, you know, this. TV channels a, will pay big money.
1: I have a very real theory. Right, I have a I have a very real theory on why that is and it's not tested. But in the Midwest and in the South, these towns and communities are yes. built around these right. college teams, right? San Fr- like San Francisco is not built around Berkeley. LA is not built right. around USC or UCLA, right? But like Fresno, which is kind of built around The Bulldogs, um, California State University, Fresno, their baseball, they're rabid about their baseball. Like, it's one of the best baseball programs in the nation because the whole community is rallied around it. But you don't have that. Like, Alabama and Clemson and Auburn and, you know, Kentucky or Nebraska Cornhuskers, right? You guys are built. The entire state is built built around, around
0: Nebraska football.
1: Is built. Right. It's built around these things because that's what you have going yeah. for it. And not to say that that's a bad thing, but there's more things that are going on in California. than So money
0: is driving greed is driving conference Huge. realignment. And Huge. where do you get the money? What is it? Where's is the basis of the money? it's the fandom the crazy rabid fans that watch every game that buy the products Mm -hmm. that are being that are sponsoring their games and so you follow the money and so right apparently they don't really care out there in the west coast but i guess the thought is we want those teams because maybe eventually it'll catch on and then that fan base might might care about it. So as we are speaking, Oregon and Washington, those are, I guess, the big uh, schools out there out west that people are, are clamoring for. They are talking about joining the Big Ten. And so we'll see if, that, if it yep. goes that way. By the way, here's what has to happen when you add in these two extra schools then the pot of money that you had in the Big Ten now gets divvied up even smaller because are they really bringing in fan bases yep. from Oregon and Washington? Well, so why weren't they watching and paying attention before? What makes you think they're going to pay attention right. now? But you know, that, that's how it was driving this train. What really caught my attention, though, this last week was Florida State University, and they came out saying that they want more money from the ACC or they're going to bolt. I about lost my stomach. It's like you got to be kidding me, Florida State. You are demanding more, a bigger piece of the pie from your the conference that you are in. My one thought is Big Twelve just say no. That will ruin the conference if you have that kind of greed in the in your family in your conference. That's what Texas was. I was so happy when Texas left the Big Twelve, and I just hope FSU stays away
1: no i i agree and it's greed right it is absolute i don't know why oregon didn't stay in the pac-12 because they were like the team like kids here in arizona had the oregon ducks like jerseys like you saw it all over the place it was the the really like really sleek looking green with the gold feathers around the shoulder like they looked man just epic but they, they had they had fans based on how cool their, their jerseys were, but I don't know if that's going to bring in the same money as moving over to the Big 12 or the Big 14 or the Big 64, whatever I, it's going to be. I think, I think we're headed so. towards
0: four conferences. We are headed towards the SEC, of course, is oh, always yeah. going to be there. They, they think they're the biggest and the baddest. Right. Recently they are, but not of historically. Uh, you have the Big 10. Yep. They're obviously going to be around. Uh, the mm-hmm. ACC has an incredible media rights deal. I know Florida State said they wanted out, but here's why that's right. just barking up the wrong track because the um, ACC has their grant of rights, so their media rights, how they market them, Florida State University, they gave that under contract to the ACC for another 10 years. So any conference that takes... Good for Florida State has to be subjected to the fact that ACC owns those media rights for the next 10 years. That is a great contract. And when the ACC adopted that, I thought this is what all conferences should be doing. This would stop this conference realignment madness. Give the conference the next 10 years of your rights. And so, uh, like if Florida State, they went out of the ACC. It's really not going to happen. That would be way too expensive. No. All right. And then I think, lastly, the Big 12. No, what's interesting was the Big 12 was about dead, what, five, six years ago? I mean... um uh, Nebraska yeah. left, of uh, Missouri left, Colorado left. Everyone thought the Big 12 was dead and dying. They thought that uh, Texas and Oklahoma was going to go to the Pac 12. That didn't happen. I think the reason why the Big 12 is in such a strong position is they are really trying to market themselves and get a bunch of city schools like you know uh, Cincinnati, like. Um, um, um mm-hmm. uh, you know, a TCU down there in, in Texas. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, a Houston. That they they just brought in, so they're bringing in these schools. that are really kind of are in these big cities where there are there's big markets following their team. And I think that's mm-hmm. where the future is going to be, at least from the Big Twelve's perspective. So I think you're yeah. going to have four conferences in about I don't know 20 years, and that's what it's, it's going to look like.
1: I I agree, man. It, and then that's where the money's going to go, right? And then with the college football playoffs the way they are now staying in the Pac-12 would actually be a good idea for most teams because then they have an easier path to a bowl game but at the same time it's it's money like how 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 now that the NCAA may have to pay its players how are they going to get more right. money and that's, I think, going right, to be a concern. Chris, let
0: me end here with uh, what I'm going to call the stupid legal news item of the week. I, I always find these a little interesting this. when you get these crazy stories that are out there. Well, this is from Iowa State University. Hunter Deckers was their backup quarterback <gasps> this last year. I think he started the year as their starter, yep. but then he got benched or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. apparently, there's a, been a criminal complaint filed. So, again, Chris, criminal complaint all of right, course. against Hunter Deckers. What did he do? He gambled on 26 Iowa State sporting events, including a 2021 football game against Oklahoma State. So he betted for his team against Oklahoma State. Now, get this. I haven't gotten to the best part of the story yet. He made 300 bets. Oh, I love this. These bets totaled okay. $2,700. So these bets are like, what, $9 a piece? 10
1: Nine, nine, ten dollars. Chris, yeah.
0: why is there a criminal oh charge God. being filed against someone who bet on his team for nine bucks?
1: Same reason there's a charge against Pete Rose for betting on his team. They don't like. It when He's he
0: not going being thrown in jail. Pete Rose, yeah, I get kick him off He's the team tr- if he violated a team rule. I get that. Why does our criminal justice system not have better things to do than to pursue $10 bets where a guy betted for his university?
1: Yeah, we have absolutely. Well, I mean, again, small communities, you've tarnished the name of the program. You're going
0: to This to me was the kicker on how stupid this was, but apparently he didn't even make the bets himself. He was under the age of 21, but a family member did it for him. So he didn't even make the bets, but his dad did or his older brother did. Why are you having a criminal complaint against someone for making $9, $10 bets for his team? Now, I get tanking. I get if he was betting against his team and he could control the outcome. I get how that's bad. But he wants his team to win. He's betting for his team, and then he's not even doing it, but a family member is doing it on his behalf. I don't see why this is worth any criminal uh, you know, any prosecutors time. Surely they have better things to do there in Iowa than to pursue these charges.
1: Nope. No, it's an off election year. They have nothing better to do. There you go. Hey Chris. They're done they're done growing corn. They're done growing corn. There's no election. Let's charge Billy well, the Joe. golf
0: course is calling me. I'm in Florida. I've got to go attend. Oh, so but jealous. here's the deal for you: Have we reached a consensus on what should happen with our nation? I think we came close to reaching a consensus. Let's get that. Let's get some Democrat or Republican close. right there in the middle to be the next president that we all can galvanize around. I'm even to the point where let's get a third yep. party.
1: I, I, I've been there for a while, but well, we won't get there because of money. Again, greed. Man. Agreed
0: again, but maybe just maybe now is the time a third party candidate could get enough electoral votes that this gets thrown right. to the House of Representatives, and then it's a free for all at, at that point.
1: Oh my gosh, I don't want anything <laughs> to go to the House of Representatives. That's a good point. All right.
0: all right, have a great week, great week, Chris, and we'll see you next week. All right.